we'll uh, be meeting Friday night at Catfish Cabin. I believe that's 7 o'clock Friday night at Catfish Cabin. So see um, Brother Trey or Sister Ashley to get your name on the list. I'm not sure if they have one in the lobby or not, but encourage all of you to go. Good time of fellowship and fun and uh, doing something that we thoroughly enjoy. That's fellowship and, and eating. We really get into that. And uh, so remember that. Remember church this week. Let's come praying, expecting, and believing God for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Invite someone to the house of God. Amen. I encouraged everyone between, uh, between Tuesday night and uh, this morning to invite at least five people to the house of God. I pray that you did so. I left Tuesday night, and the Lord blessed me, and I got, uh, I think I got all five of them at Whataburger before I left, and I have been inviting people since, but God just brought people in there that needed to be invited to church, and I was glad to be able to, to do so. And uh, so invite people to the house of God, and uh, encourage people to come, and let's see what God would do for us in these services this week. We only have a short time to work. Amen. Time is winding up. And time shall be no more. Shortly. And uh, so we want to do everything that we can. For the glory of God. If you have your Bibles. If you want to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Haggai chapter number 1. Chapter number 1. And verse number Five, not a uh, book that we use a lot, and uh, so it might be a little hard to find in your Bible. Just a couple of chapters there, but verse our chapter number five, and verse our chapter. It's hard to get five chapters out of two chapters, but chapter number one and verse number five, and uh, hope my tongue don't get all twangled up on me today and uh, verse number five now therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts consider your ways we could preach a long time from that short verse right there and that phrase consider your ways ye have sown much and bring in little ye eat but ye have not enough ye drink but ye are not filled with drink ye clothe you but there is none warm and he that earneth wages earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes thus saith the Lord of hosts again consider your ways you may be seated The Lord has uh, been dealing with me a little bit um, in the past couple of weeks about some things that I'd like to bring to your attention today and uh, hope that it would help us. And I want to preach from this subject from this morning, and this is simply what I want to preach to you, that you may be blessed. That you may be blessed. How many is how many's wanting to be blessed today? 
Amen. Some of you do, some of you don't. But I want to be blessed. I'll take your blessing also. If you don't want to be blessed, just put it over there on me. And uh, because I need the blessings of God. Amen. I need the blessings of God. I, I believe that you need the blessings of God. You are a wonderful, wonderful bunch of people today. Amen. I'm honored. Don't, don't get too nervous. My Lord, y'all just quite wait, waiting for the punchline, ain't you? Uh, <laughs> but uh, you are a wonderful bunch of people, and I am so honored uh, to be able to be called your pastor. And uh, this is, uh, it's just a delight for me. I love every one of you very, very much and uh, think just great things about all of you. And uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, a mother with her child. Amen. A mama can always find something good to say about their babies. There might be a lot wrong with them, but... Man, they have a way of looking over that and seeing all the good things about them. I know uh, <clears throat> I tried to, uh, <laughs> here I go, I'm getting myself in trouble here. But my wife and I have some discussions sometimes about the faults of uh, our daughters every once in a while. And uh, I, I point out, well, they need, to, they need to straighten up in this area. But they can do that good. I said, well, they need to tighten up. But they do that real good. And uh, I'm figuring out how to improve them. And she's telling me what all they do good. So um, uh, that, that's the way I am lots of times with every one of you in this place. I, I, I've heard comments. I've heard compliments. I've heard uh, uh, different uh, things and suggestions of what needs to be done and what to do, but I, I, I'm I'm like uh, like Moses was when he when he was talking to God. God said, "I'm so angry at these people." Paraphrasing here, but but God said, "I'm so angry at these people." I tell you what, I'm going to do, Moses. I'm going to kill every one of them, and I'm going to raise up to you a nation unto yourself under you. Moses said, now God, you can't do that. Remember your promises, God. Remember what you told Abraham. Remember what you promised him. And God, even so, if you're going to do that, the first one you're going to have to take out of here is me. Amen. That is that is the true heart of a shepherd right there. And uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, God, I've been thinking the same thing that you've been thinking. We are together. Let's go ahead. Send on down the lightning and the thunder and let's, let's get rid of some of these devils. But that's not, that's not the true heart of a shepherd. Amen. That's not what God called me to do. And that's not what God called any minister to do. But we are here to help God's people get to heaven. And I believe everyone under the sound of my voice today can go. If I didn't believe it, I'd just close my Bible and walk off and quit preaching. But I believe that every one of you have a great opportunity to go to heaven. And what I want you to do is I want us all to get there. Amen. And have a great time through eternity. Amen. There... There's some things that I would like to bring to our attention this morning, and I'm going to go 
a little slow and, and uh, <laughs> not quite as long as we did last Sunday, but anyway, it was good, and uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate the Word of God. And I tell them all the time, you, you have to listen very closely to Brother Mefford, and you have to be willing to listen, and you have to apply yourself. But when you get in tune with what he's talking about, it makes a lot more sense than trying to just pick up here and yonder and play with your phone or play with your child or, or go to the restroom or get a drink or whatever in those order. But, but anyway, I do appreciate these good men of God. Amen. Appreciate the word. Now, now God, I, 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 was, I was having, you know, when I, when I pray lots of times, I have a one-sided conversation with God. I do a lot of talking, and he don't say a whole lot. And uh, when, when he kind of puts something on my mind, I start trying to say, now, God, check, check this out. Why can't we do it this way, and why can't we do it that way? And uh, why can't we move in that direction? And, and God was dealing with me about some areas and some situations. And I, I was saying, now, God, let's, let's just work with that a little way. And God impressed me. This is what I felt in the Holy Ghost. God said, you've got to tell them or they cannot be blessed. So if we're not working according to what God's plan is, God is not going to bless us. And I want the blessings of God in my life. I want the blessings of God in your life. And when we have that going on, we have the blessings of God in this church. Amen. So, so I, I, you know, there, there's just some areas sometimes that we get very laxed in. And uh, we, we kind of are like Proverbs said in 6 and, and six through 11. It said that we should go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide or overseer or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep? O sluggard, when will thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Now, what the word of God is saying to a sleepy church, a sleepy generation, a a sleepy people that, that we have gotten so laxed and relaxed and unconcerned about the things of God that we've just said, I'll, I'll take my ease and I'll, I'll rest and I'll kind of relax. And, and uh, this brings to my memory about the, the turtle and the little rabbit that was running the race and the rabbit was so much faster than the turtle and uh, he would get way ahead, and he'd sit down and take a break. He'd let the turtle pass him, and then he'd get way ahead of the turtle again, and he'd take a break. And just one of those times, he went to sleep, and uh, the turtle beat him to the end of the race because the turtle was not relaxing. The turtle was not sleeping. He just had a steady pace. 
reminds me of Brother Allen and myself riding the bicycle. We were riding out in San Antonio in a ride, and we were finishing the last 15 miles. Both of us was extremely tired, and uh, we hit a hill that was pretty rough. And I said, look, I said, I can't stop. If I stop, my legs are going to freeze up on me. And uh, so I took off, and I got to the next rest area, and I was sitting there, and I was waiting. And a little while, he come in. And uh, so he was sitting there beside me, and he got up to do something. So while he was away, um, <clears throat> I got up to do something and walked around a little bit and come back. And I sat back down where I was sitting and waiting on him to come back. I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. And uh, he never did show up. So finally, I got up, and I started looking for his bicycle. And his bicycle was gone. And so I said, I guess he must have left me. So uh, I took off. And uh, he beat me. <laughs> he got to the finish line and Brother Brandon said, or he said, where's Brother Looper? And Brother Brandon said, I ain't seen him. He said, oh, I said, he must already be in the showers. He's way ahead of me. I'm still back there 10 miles sitting on a rock waiting. <laughs> and uh, so... You have to be careful how you relax and how you rest in this race. Because while you're resting and while you're folding your arms and folding your hands, thinking, I've got it made, beware, lest the devil creeps in and he steals what God has placed in your keeping. There's things that I that I worry about the devil creeping in while we're unaware, while we're having a good time, while we're having revival, while people's receiving the Holy Ghost, while we're baptizing people. We must be very careful that we don't get so caught away that we start letting the little fox in. And the scripture declares unto us the little fox is what spoils the vine. And when these little foxes get in, it comes and starts destroying the blessings of God. And the little fox is kind of like a, a uh, little demon that comes in and the spouts where the Holy Ghost is being poured out. The little fox runs over there and he screws down that valve. And when he starts easing the water. Now, now if, if we were using the water hose or... Something somebody could run out behind us and turn it down just a little bit and we would never notice it. If they turned it completely off, immediately we would notice. And then if they come by every once in a while and just make a couple of turns and run off, we don't see them, we don't notice it. And then after a few trips, we start wondering what in the world is going on with the water pressure. So if we're not very careful... We allow the blessings of God to just gradually be turned off. And we don't really notice it until it's too late. Like Samson stood up. He said, I'm going to go out just as other times. And I'm going to shake myself. You know what the scripture said? That he wist not that the spirit of God had departed from him. It was gone. Now he should have understood when he woke up and there was ropes around his body. You ever thought about that? 
Now, does that sound crazy? Oh, come on now. You can respond a little bit. Y'all waiting on the trick question. You know it's coming. You, you know it. it's on the way. But have you ever wondered, now, how in the world did Samson just lay there and wake up every time? And he had noticed ropes laying at his feet. He noticed that his hair was all woven together. He noticed that there was seven green wits that bound him and just fell off. Think about that. But you know what happened? It's just like us. When the blessings start being turned off little by little. And God is giving us warning. Now this, this is the reason why this, this is this, hey, 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 somebody wake up here. Understand, Samson, that the little fox is what spoils you and what, what ruins your relationship with God. There's some areas that I'm very concerned about. I, I tell you what, I, I was up here the other night, other day, and, and uh, I, I don't know if it's my eyesight or what. But I talked to my wife, and she seemed to think it was my eyesight. But I seem to think it's... I'm, I turned 40, and I noticed things. I had to hold things further away. And, and uh, so when I squinch up and I turn my head, I'm trying to get focus there. People told me that would happen. And I thought they were losing their mind. And uh, I tell you what, things start changing. I'm amazed. My hair color's changing. And uh, my eyesight is changing. And uh, I, I tell you what, I, I, oh Lord, help us. But, but anyway, I, I was looking and I said, you know, I, I, I got to looking and I'd walk by and I'd look again and I'd turn around and look again. And I said, you know, seems to me like there's something on some of these young ladies' faces that should not be there. I don't know, it may be me, but it's a little fox that spoils the vine. And uh, so, so be careful unless we allow holiness and separation to slip through and the devil starts turning. The reason why we are blessed today is because this is a holiness, godly church. Amen. And God says if you want the blessings to keep coming, keep doing what you've always done. Amen. So keep preaching the word that you might be blessed. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't mind if, if you want to get out there and, and uh, be foolish and bake yourself in the sun. That's between you and God. If that's what you want to do, it's kind of crazy. You ought to see somebody after about 40 years of that. And after they've, I, I go fishing and I didn't wear a hat and I burnt my ears and had little things coming up on my ears and on my nose. And, and uh, they said, you need to protect yourself from that. So now when I go out, I get about 80 proof sunscreen. I look like the white. They had white stuff all over my face. It embarrasses my kids. But anyway, I'm turned into an old man. But, but if you want to do that, but, but never should we uh, get it to the place where we, we're spraying on stuff to change our color. Yeah. 
never, you know, besides that, you look like you're uh, the orange, the orange man or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. But, but, but if, we, if we are able to spray on things to darken our appearance, then we will be able to spray on things to lighten and brighten our appearance. And then we are able to spray on or rub on, I don't know how they do all this stuff, but rub on this stuff that makes it a little red right here and a little black right here. It looks like somebody punched you in both eyes. And uh, then, see, there is, it's the little foxes that what spoils the vine, and they come in. Now, if you want to be blessed, you have to do things according to God. I, 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 was, I, I wasn't listening to all of it. I turned it on at the end. There was a radio talk show host that was making light of uh, Pentecostals, I guess, and, and wondering why they did this and why they did that. And my wife said she was listening at him and, and one that I really like to listen at. But he just don't know. He don't know what he's talking about. But he did make a great, a great statement. And he proved the point altogether when he said, you know, why don't they wear a little makeup? Why don't they paint their little, however they do this stuff with their, they put it on their eyelashes. I don't know what you call that stuff, but makes them real thick. Real, I don't know, they put them extensions on there and, and uh, all of that stuff. They got crazy ways of doing things. But you ever thought about one guy, man, he goes out and he meets this young lady and marries her? My Lord, he don't know what color her hair is. He don't know what color her eyes are. Don't know. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. You might think she's 16 and she's about 75. But anyway, so he said, he said, you know, said, I don't understand why they don't do that. He said, I think a little of that there is, is sexy. That's the point, sir. <laughs> you just made the point. And, and when you look at it in the Word of God, it is always when they are painting themselves or making themselves up. Listen at me, young ladies. When they're doing this, the Bible always refers that into idolatry or harlots. That's what the Bible refers it to. It's never a good godly saint or a good holy woman. So think about these things, the little things. So... So watch what you're doing. A little powder here, a little powder there, a little, little makeup here, and i got to cover that zit and that zit and that. It's never going to stop. It's the little foxes. So let's look at what we're doing. I'm worried, and God has been dealing with me about low and wide necklines and high skirt lines. And so that is not godly and it's not pleasing to God. And when you look in the word of God, it says that we are to be godly and modest. Now you can have on a skirt and wear it in a very vulgar and ungodly way. Probably even more vulgar than wearing pants. But that is not what we are supposed to be resembling or trying to look like. Some of them needs to be bigger all the way around. 
And uh, so this is holiness. If you want to be blessed, you've got to stay in God's blessing plan. If you want to be blessed, you've got to continue in God's blessing plan. So it doesn't matter if it's hanging down here or hanging down here. It's still too large of a hole for your neck to go or your head to fit through. Need to pin it up, button it up, make it look a little more godly. Is that okay? Praise God. Thank you. Now, we a third thing that I want to bring to your attention is responsibility. God has called us to responsibility and commitment to God. There is, there is in this last day, of course the scripture tells us of this. In the last days they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears that would tell me, Come on, preacher, tell me something that I want to hear. Tell me something. I hope this is something that you want to hear. Maybe I got itching ears this morning and tried to tell you something that you want to hear. But it's something that we all need to hear. Amen. But they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Then what comes next is the forsaking of themselves together. Amen. I, I was at a place and it disturbed me. When they started talking about, you know, what about dismissing Sunday night church? Have you lost your mind? What, what about, what about, you know, I, you know, when we get through a Sunday morning, we're just so tired and wore out. But we ain't too tired to go out and get something to eat. Won't be too tired to go. Oh, help us, Lord. Won't be too tired to go hunting or fishing. Won't be too tired to go shopping, but just too tired for church. And we replace it. They said, now, now if you're not going to have church, you've got to replace it with, with some kind of activity. You don't replace church. Church can never be replaced. Amen. Amen. So, I have, I have a good response on that. Now, I'll see about this next one. We have gotten to a place. If we want to miss, and we want to lay out a church for any reason, it's nobody's business but our own. Now, if you want to be blessed, there is... A responsibility. There is commitment that you must make to God and to God's house. And God desires that out of you. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody in the flesh. God has just placed me in a position. I don't think I'm any smarter than anybody in here. But I think the position is a different place. But, but we don't... We don't have to be responsible to anybody, but we want, we want people to be responsible to us. Now, now, if you run a business and you had some employees and they didn't show up for work, wouldn't you like to know where they're at? <laughs> but no, it's say, you know, that's not none of my business. They'll be here and lo 
bless them when they get here and I'll give them a check just like they were here. If you don't show up to work, you're not going to get paid. And if you don't show up enough times, what's going to happen then? Somebody else is going to be taking your place. But there is a responsibility. So what happens when, when, you're, when you can't make it, when something happens? What do you do? You call and report. Say, look, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I ain't going to make it today. I got such and such going on. And they will excuse you for a period of time. But they will give you a greater leeway when you are reporting. Now, God, this, this serving God business is, is not like a job. It's far more important than a job that you're working. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. A faithful man. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse number 15. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about myself here a little bit and give you some of the requirements of the ministry. 3 and 15, Jeremiah says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with the knowledge and understanding. Now when you take this Jeremiah in and look at just the book of Jeremiah, there is 24 different areas of responsibility to the ministry just in one book. You say, oh man, you're expecting too much out of us. You are to see what all God expects out of me. Amen. I'm going to read you some of them. 24. To be men after God's own heart is the number one priority. To feed the flock with knowledge and understanding. Number three, to know God and to teach His law. Number four, to live free from sin. This is a requirements of the ministry. Pastors, where he said, I will give you pastors according to mine own heart. Number five, to walk after things that profit. Number six, to be sensitive and responsible. Number seven, to seek to be seekers of God. Number eight, to, sh- to shepherd the flock. Number nine, to protect and nourish the vineyard. Number 10, to protect and gather the sheep. How can the preacher protect and gather the sheep if he don't know where the sheep are? I'm going to look at you real slow here. But I'm going to smile at you. Amen. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm just saying you have to if you want the blessings of God. You do what you want to do. Just come on here. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be happy with you. But if you want the blessings, the sincere blessings of God upon your life, there is is an element of commitment and responsibility that you must adhere to. Now, to protect and gather the sheep. Number 11, to visit the sheep. Number 12, to commit them To comfort them in fear. Number 13, to supply their needs. Number 14, to be morally clean. 
Number 15, to be honest and truthful. Number 16, to discourage evildoers. Number 17, to turn from wickedness. Number 18, to speak for God and not self. Number 19, to stand in God's counsel. Number 20, to give God's word to the people. Number 21, to turn men from evil ways. Number 22, to be free from deceit. Number 23, to cause people to remember God. And number 24, to speak God's word faithfully. These are 24 responsibilities that I have just in one book of the Bible. That is my responsibility to each and every one of you. So that is the reason that if I'm going to be out of town and miss services, I tell you, I won't be here Wednesday night. I'm going such and such. I've got to take care of this. Because I have to be responsible to you. That is my responsibility to you. Amen. If something happens and emergency takes place, you just have to understand that. But I leave someone in the authority to tell you where I'm at. I believe that you deserve the right to know because I am the shepherd that God has placed in your life and you have submitted yourself unto my care. Now, on the other hand, it is your responsibility if you want the blessings of God. Amen. The law of God declares that the woman is to be submissive to the man. The word of God declares that the man is the head of the house. That's, that's in the book. I can't help it. I can't take it out. That's the way that God planned it. That's the way that God put it. That's the, that's the role that God put it in. Then the man's responsibility is to be submissive to God and the authority of God. Now man, listen at me. If you don't submit to God's authority and God's judgment, and God's man, don't expect your wife to submit to you. As weak from the men, but strong from the ladies. But women and children, you say, why am I having trouble with these disobedient and unruly kids? Oh, lots of times. It's because you've got the chain of command out of order. Now, if you want the blessings of God, let's put it in the blessing plan of God. Amen. So, there is a responsibility. Lots of times the reason why people don't want to tell the preachers because they don't have a good reason to miss. Amen. But see, because if you put yourself... Now, why, why is it important? Why is it important that the pastor know? Why is it important that, that you make contact with the ministry. Let me tell you the reason why. It's because if we say, you know, I, I just don't see that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to apply that to my life. Then any little thing will keep us out of the house of God. But if down at an altar somewhere we say, God, I am going to submit to your authority and your plan that you have placed in position, that we would have to have a reason. To call and say, hey, look, 
uh, such and such happened. I, and I don't know, I, many, many, many people call me, and I, 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 that don't give me the big head. It lets me know that people uh, respect me and honor me as being their pastor. I don't know of any one person in the last, how many years has it been? Four years that I have told, no, don't go. I don't know of any, anybody that I've done. I might have told some of you if I do. I apologize for saying that I didn't. I just missed one. But, but see, it is just, it is God's plan that he has placed in our lives. It's tight and quite, but it's still right. Amen. Now, another area of concern, because if we're not very careful, Wednesday night is not important. If we're not very careful, Sunday morning is not important. If we're not very careful, then Sunday night is not important. So we say, what, what is even the use of going to the house of God? I want to tell you, it's important for you that you are here in every service that you can possibly make. It's important for me. That I am in the house of God for every service that I can possibly make. We only have so many until the Lord. People wonder, why am I having so much trouble? Why am I having so much trouble with temptation? Why am I dealing with this so much? Why can't I get through this problem? Why do I have a problem wanting a TV? Why do I have a problem wanting to go to the movies? Why do I have a problem wanting to drink? Why do I have a problem saying cuss words? Why do I have a problem... With wanting to commit adultery or fornication. The reason why is you're not in the house of God enough. And making a commitment to God enough. For God to pour down the blessings from heaven. And deliver you from the bonds of sin that has you bound. Amen. 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 People say, oh, I'm too tired to go on Wednesday night. I got so much going on. Come on. Come on, come on, be real. Very few go to bed before 9 o'clock no matter what's going on. Amen. And then some of them that stay home play with their cell phone for two hours laying in the bed. You're still not talking to your family or visiting with your wife. <clears throat> but anyway... The scripture said that Jesus, that the word of God in Jeremiah says that I'm going to give you pastors according to mine own heart. This is God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. At times, Jesus was loving, kind. He was always loving, kind, gentle, long-suffering. But there's a time that he went into the temple and he said, now if you want the blessings, you've got to get this cursed stuff out of here. He didn't do it as nice as I'm doing it. And he took off a whip and started running through there knocking over their tables. And <laughs> You can rest assured he hit some people probably in the process. He wasn't just knocking over tables. He was getting their attention. And God says every once in a while, that this, this is, trust me, this is not the funnest part of pastoring. The fun part's when I'm preaching something that you all like and you're shouting and jumping and I'm just screaming every once in a while. I like that, and dancing around like a wild Comanche Indian. That's what I like. 
And uh, this is not the fun part. Then the fourth thing, fourth and final thing, and I'll let you go. I've been looking, and uh, I've always taken pride in this, that, that I don't pay any attention, but God has smote me, and I've been paying a little closer attention to some reports. Now, before I even say this, I don't need anything else. God has blessed me, and God's going to continue to bless me. Amen. But if you want to be blessed, you've got to pay your tithe and give your offering. And trust me, there's not enough comes in on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, as you know, as you've heard, to even pay the bills around this place. But you know where that comes from? It comes from your tithe and your giving unto the Lord. It, you cannot be blessed holding up closed hands unto God. You say, oh, I don't have enough to pay the bills. But when you open it up and you pour out the first fruits to God, when you put it on God's table, then you have released faith and God is going to multiply the 90% that you have left over that you would never even miss that 10% that you give to God. I tell you what, I am a firm believer in paying tithe. There's people that don't even go to church that believe in paying tithe and they are blessed because they pay tithe. And the church is blessed because they pay tithe. But I, t I tell you what I'd done the other day when we were doing the book work. We sat down and we counted everything that we had. And I said, I want to make sure that I have paid enough this year on tithing. I don't want to miss not one penny that I did not tithe on. Because I love the blessings of God. And I want to keep the blessings of God flowing. Now, I know you, you might have a problem with me that you don't pay. I don't know. That's really, that, you take that up between you and God. But I want to tell you, if you want to be blessed, some of you is having problems. You can work two or three jobs. And still, the scripture said that you're putting your money in bags with holes in it. You put it in there, it goes, car breaks. You put it in there, my Lord, where'd that bill come from? You put it in there, and then it takes it over here. You put it in there, and it goes... Because you're putting it in a bag with holes in it because you have not got the message that God says, I want the first fruits. He don't take just anything. When you get that paycheck, you take out and give God what belongs to God. When you get blessed, you take it out and give God what belongs to God. And then God is going to pour you out a blessing. Now Malachi, you say, oh man, that was Old Testament. Let me, let me give you some illustration here. Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 7 through 10. It says, even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said... 
Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offering. Ye are cursed with the curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive. He said, bring it into the house of God. Give it to God and prove me. Just put God to the test. I want to tell you today, some of you that's been holding back on God, put God to the test. Just test Him for six months. Just test Him for this year and see if God won't pour you out a blessing that you won't be able to contain. I want to tell you, God is true to His Word. You can't worship God with closed fist. You are shaking your fist in the face of God. Saying, I'm hanging on to what is mine. God said, you're not hanging on to what is yours, but you're stealing from God. Can a man or a woman be saved without paying tithe? Can a thief be saved? I should have put bulletproof glass in front of this thing, I guess. Can a thief, I'm just asking you, I'm not saying that you're a thief or anything, but, but can a thief be saved? Think about it. And you're not stealing from me. You're stealing from God. You're not hurting me. You're hurting yourself. Because you have turned off the valve where the blessings are flowing. Take take jobs. Now, now I know this is something I need to backtrack on just a minute. This is another thing that God's been talking to me about. We take all of these jobs, and I tell you what, I tell you, I want us to pray. I want us to pray for Sister Wendy. Man, she's trying to raise kids. She's working job after job after job. It's not good. I know she has to, but it's not good because she's missing church. And I want to pray that God would bless her with a good job where she don't have to miss church to work and provide for her family. But some of us, some of you, are working extra jobs that keep you out of the house of God. Not because you have to. It's all, it's Wednesday night. If it's your primary job, I can understand. And I feel like that God would understand. Now, I know when we have special services scheduled, it's already a work schedule made up. I understand that. But I think God would understand. But when we're doing it and we start making out the schedule on that extra job, and we take Wednesday night or we take Sunday night or Sunday morning on that extra job, Go ahead and make that money, but you know where you're putting it? In a bag with holes in it. Besides that, 
You're destroying your own walk with God. Boy, this is good preaching, ain't it? Man, alive. That you might be blessed. God commanded the pastor to feed the flock. You tell him. And me and God had a conversation about this, I'm telling you. He didn't speak to me in no audible voice, but if I ever heard God, I heard him. And I'd say, God, no. People think I'm greedy. People think I, I want more. I want more. This, this is not about me. It's not about me. God's going to bless me. If he don't use you, he's going to use somebody else. God's going to bless me. And people say, oh, man, that preacher just money hungry. That's all he wants is money, money, money. God said, if you don't tell them, they can't be blessed. If they're not doing it, they are bumping up against a brick wall. I can't get ahead. I can't get ahead. But your head is so hard, I can't get in your head. To tell you, this is what you've got to do. This is the blessing plan. Listen at me. This is a way that God put it. And God used you. God loves his people. You know God loves you more than he loves me. You know that? God loves you more than he loves me. We're going to have to have somebody to sing around here. Lord, have mercy. God loves you more than he loves me because he chose to bless you before he blessed the ministry. If you're not being blessed, the ministry and the church is not being blessed. Because if God don't bless you financially and he don't bless somebody to bless the ministry financially, the ministry is not blessed. Amen. This is a way that it was set up in, even before the law. Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek on all that he had, on all of his increase. And when the law come into order, they paid tithe to support the house of God and to support the priest of God. And even in the New Testament. I was going to give you some scriptures. Hang on. Get ready to say. I'm, I'm, I'm about done. I'm going to give you some scriptures on tithing. You are cursed with the curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Robbing God of tithe and offering brings a curse. And this applies not only to Israel. But to other nations. For he is no respecter of persons. Paying tithe was practiced before the law in Genesis 14, 20, Genesis chapter 28 and 22, and commanded under grace in the New Testament. Matthew 23 and 23, Romans 2 and 22, 1 Corinthians 9 and 7 through 14, 1 Corinthians 16 and 2, Galatians 6 and 6, Hebrews 7, 1 through 10. It was practiced in the Old and in the New Testament because it is still the blessing plan of God. I was... You got anything you can work miracles with over there? I, I, was, I was... In fact, I wanted to get the numbers and I just failed to do so. I was totally impressed. Now, this is, this is a direct reflection of you parents. I was just blown away with the young people, the teenagers, 
and very young adults that committed themselves to the offering that we took the pledges last year. It was amazing. And you know what? They paid their pledge. So there's good teaching going on. Amen. Good responsibility. Amen. Good word of God that you have taught them well. Everybody stand. Let's all stretch. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this morning that I've helped somebody. I, I don't mean to be harsh if I come away as harsh or I'm not going to apologize for anything that I said because it is truth and I will not apologize for truth. If my demeanor or delivery has offended you, I'm sorry for that. But I have wrestled with this. I have struggled with this for about two weeks now. And God has told me over and over and over and over and over that's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to say. That my people may be blessed. That my people may be blessed. That my people may be blessed. So it's up to you today to take it. Apply it to your life. If you want the blessings of God. Or you can take it and say, wasn't that funny? Wasn't that kind of comical? Just like those preachers to get up and do something foolish like that. Like they did in biblical times, you could redeem it. When you were sitting at the gate. And if you didn't want to redeem it, you took off your shoes rode your shoe off on the ground that meant that somebody else could have what you don't want to redeem so if you today are in this place and you've not been going according to be blessed of God it's up to you take off your shoe throw it let somebody else have your blessing or you can say no God <laughs>